Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hardman. You are tuning into us on CKCC Radio, where you can enjoy all of our fine plethora of programming, whether it's the Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, Motivational Moves, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, J Bunny's Music Hub, the Bored to Death Binge Cast, and the number one show on CKCC Radio, The Nerd Table. Anyway, hopefully you are enjoying us, giving us a like and a subscription on all your podcasting platforms. And hopefully, if you enjoy all these shows, you are inclined to donate $5 a month or more on Patreon where you get a whole hell lot more content. Uh, you get you get a whole bunch of Club Kayfabe podcasts that are Patreon only. You get some of this show on Patreon only. Uh, I gotta get off my ass and actually do more. Um, I just haven't had the time uh, between work and kids and homeschooling and COVID and yeah. But one thing that's not affected by COVID, we have racing, folks. Uh, this weekend we had Bristol uh, for the NASCAR guys and girls. We had a whole plethora of racing this weekend. The East Series race there, trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. And we also have some news about Bristol, a big rumor going around. We have a rumor that may be confirmed by the end of today, as we are recording on Monday. So, without further ado, we'll get into that. Uh, We're going to start the show with, as always, a pop quiz nose. Okay. Last week I asked uh, which former MLB uh, ball player uh, competed, made their first, uh, made their debut truck series race in the 2006 Mansfield 250, and that was Mike Greenwell. Along those lines, which former NFL Hall of Famer? Tried a career in the SCCA, the Sports Car Club of America, and at one point was a former IndyCar, well, former Champ Car Series co-owner um, before passing away. The answer to that at the end of the show. So, moving into what I want to talk about today, we've got Bristol, which at the beginning of the weekend was the Sam Mayer show, and at the end of the weekend saw NASCAR's Cup Series playoffs uh, with four less drivers advancing to the championship round. We had our first cut. So, to start off, we had Sam Mayer. Uh, 17-year-old from North Carolina, I believe Sam is from. 
who competes in the K&N East Series along with the ARCA Series. Uh, once again, win uh, at Bristol. Uh, he would pick up the win at Bristol just shortly after winning his first career truck race. Uh, so he goes two for two on the day, winning in the trucks in in the K&N series. Uh, it was just last week where it was announced that Sam Mayer will be running full-time for Junior Motorsports. Uh, Mayer, who had run in late models for uh, the Dale Jr. and Kelly Earnhardt Miller-owned team, uh, would be... Uh, taking that slot, and while it has not been announced which seat he would take over, there's been a whole bunch of rumors whether it's been whether Mike Lynette will be replaced or Noah Gregson, as Gregson is being eyed for a cup ride, um, or into the third seat, which uh, has been filled by a rotating schedule of drivers, whether it's Dale Jr or Jeff Burton, or Daniel Hemrick. Um, I, I think it could be the... I don't want to put it out of the realm of reason that it would be the third ride. Uh, that, that, that's my belief, but I do believe that also Jeff Burton has cemented himself worthy, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Jeff Burton fan, but he has cemented himself worthy of coming back next year to the Junior Motorsports. Not so much Daniel Hemrick, although I do I do like Daniel Hemrick. I, uh, he's a very talented driver. He just has not had the best season. Um, and so maybe we'll see a fourth uh, Junior Motorsports card next year in the Xfinity Series, but that all depends on sponsorship and whatnot. Anyway, um, moving on from Sam Mayer, the Xfinity Series saw Chase Briscoe pick up the win, and I believe he actually has surpassed, I don't have my notes with me, I believe he has surpassed Austin Sindrick for the most wins in the Xfinity Series. I know his goal was 8-10 to 10 at the beginning of the season, and he's pretty damn close to that. I believe this was win number 7 um, for, for, the, for the young man from Indiana. Indiana, I believe. I don't know. Sounds good. He's a dirt racer. Um, Briscoe and Cindric seem to be the top two head and shoulders in the Xfinity Series this year. Uh, so, I think seeing those two come down to the wire, both of them uh, former protégés in the Brad Keselowski Racing Truck Series team, uh, teammates at the same point, um, I believe that that's going to be a, a interesting, um, interesting final two, or two of the final four, uh, because I don't see either one of them being knocked out of the Xfinity playoffs uh, until we get to Phoenix. But then we had the Cup Series, you know, and with it being, with Bristol being Bristol, you know, you never expect the unexpected. Uh, there were some tempers, uh, some, some 
some really hard comments in a Bristol race that saw a little bit of everything. Um, we had some wrecks, we had some pitch strategy, we had drivers coming from three laps down racing themselves back up onto the lead lap, and then bad luck befalling others. Uh, in a race that saw Kevin Harvick uh, pick up yet another win, uh, his 58th win um, of his Cup Series career, and another win closer to um, getting up on the leaderboard to the man he replaced, Dale Earnhardt, who is the next driver on the all-time win list ahead of Harvick. Um, and that, that's something to be said in this looks like the season that he will hit double-digit wins, which I believe will be the first time in his career. He's come close before. He's he's just he's turned that wick up in 2020. I know he's had seven to eight wins in a season, but this is just something else. Uh, for a season that I thought it would come down between Denny, him and Denny Hamlin, he's really turned the wick up uh, as of late. This is his fourth win in five, five races, fourth win in seven races, something like that. Something ridiculous. I mean, this is... I haven't seen this much win domination since... Uh, Pretty much since um, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does over the next seven weeks. Whether whether he can surpass 13 wins, which Jeff Gordon did in 1998 in a route to the uh, Winston Cup Championship this, that year. I think that he certainly can. I really don't see him really faltering anywhere. I think maybe the only Achilles heel that he might have is the Roval. But anything anything can and will happen. Um, he is my pony to bet on. But four drivers you will not be betting on to win the championship this year are Cole Custer, William Byron, Matt DiBenedetto, and I'm trying to think of the fourth one right now, Ryan Blaney, as those four were eliminated, um, but DiBenedetto didn't get eliminated without a fight, he uh, valiantly, after losing a tire early on the race, went three laps down. Uh, due to pitch strategy and having a fast car, he was able to make up the three laps, but then uh, faded at the end of the race, losing a tire, finishing uh, almost out of the top 20. I believe he rallied back to 18th and would therefore miss the cutoff. Uh, his storybook season has ended much like Byron's, and a big shocker was Ryan Blaney being eliminated from the playoffs. Blaney, who needed a win to get in, much like Benedetto or um, Byron or Custer, I think that 
Blaney would have been the odds-on favorite to, out of the four to advance to the next round. Um, but this is definitely a shock. As he certainly was one of the better cars early on in the season. And they had just faded to obscurity at this point. So... Your, your, your round of 12 is set with the Bush brothers, Harvick, Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, who Brad had a really strong car uh, before losing the power steering early on, and Joey Logano uh, certainly did, will not be getting a Christmas card from Kyle Busch as he held up Kyle Busch in traffic, um, which allowed Kevin Harvick to make the race-winning pass, and yeah, it's going to be very interesting, especially when we have a short track like Martinsville coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm sure Kyle Busch has got the... Um, Jimmy Spencer frame of mind. An elephant never forgets, and neither does Jimmy Spencer. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where we're at um, this weekend. Uh, this weekend, I'm drawing a blank, and I am in the mobile studio, and I choose not to look it up uh, for safety reasons. Anyway, we got we got some news out there. Uh, the long-rumored Denny Hamlin co-owned team is still uh, a possibility um, with the purchasing. According to Jayski, um, the possibility is still out there as of yesterday when, or two days ago when this article was posted that uh, the Denny Hamlin uh, co-owned team is not dead. It would be Hamlin and co-owner um, still depending on the rumors you know, Michael Jordan's name has been attached to it um, and other rumors it's been denied but it would require Hamlin going to NASCAR and trying to get a special waiver saying that um, he would that they would not have any affiliation with Joe Gibbs Racing to get around the four-car rule. Um, it would also require the team to purchase the assets of Jermaine Racing um, and get cars and equipment from Levine Family Racing, uh, which is folding at the end of the year, which was rent basically renting equipment from Joe Gibbs Racing, um, and to sign Bubba Wallace to this deal. Now, this all sounds well and good, and I know that there's been a lot of people saying, well, blah, 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 the four-car rule, they can't do it, or, or then you have other people saying they can because Dale Earnhardt was able to race for uh, Richard Childress Racing and own his own team, uh, but that was also 20 years ago. The rules had changed. I, I'm very, very interested on in seeing how this works. Um, most notably, um, because for a while, Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace were rivals. Very strong rivals at that, um, given when 
Uh, Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500 a few years back and Bubba Wallace finished second. Uh, that race was marred by a last lap crash involving Hamlin, which um, Bubba Wallace uh, went on and took a shot at Hamlin, um, insinuating that uh, that Adderall was needed and um, blah, blah, blah. Um, and insinuating Hamlin uh, has a Adderall problem. And this, and this is very big as they shot back and forth amongst each other via Twitter and press sound bites. Uh, so I find it very unique that these two would, um, former bitter rivals would actually um, be able to team up with this. Um, but racing makes strange bedfellows. Uh, former longtime rivals Daryl Waltrip and uh, Dale Earnhardt once came together um, on track, but years later, when Earnhardt was looking for a driver to fill in for his injured driver, Steve Park, he tabbed Daryl Waltrip and their friendship uh, reunited there. Um, they had been frenemies for a while. Their friendship reunited, and not only that, it also gave Daryl Waltrip a, um, a resurgence in his career for the short period of time he was driving the number one Pennzoil car. So, you never know what strange bedfellows racing may make. Um, speaking of strange bedfellows, how about the rumor that Bristol Motor Speedway can be looking to run next year as a dirt race? Uh, that is correct. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, where they were just at the world's fastest half-mile oval, uh, maybe putting some dirt down for one of their races in 2021 uh, as fans clamor for the Cup Series to run a dirt race. And Bristol is no stranger to that as for two years they ran a World of Outlaw dirt race on the same track. Uh, I think, I think it's a unique and novel idea. I mean, much like the Roval at Charlotte or the road course at Indy, I think that this is a very unique and very interesting approach to getting a dirt track on the cup schedule uh, without moving ED. I mean, I certainly would not mind it. Uh, there's been some drivers who have sounded off on it not being a good idea, like... Um, Ryan Vargas of the Xfinity Series and Matt Tift, um, the former driver of the for um, Front Row Motorsports, they're not as keen on it. Um, a lot of drivers are don't want. Some of them don't want to see dirt on Bristol. Others do. Um, my personal feeling is there's a lot of other dirt tracks in America that could work, um, particularly the dirt track at DeCoin in Iowa or um, the track at the Illinois uh, Fairgrounds Speedway there in Springfield. I think those would be great tracks for a Cup Series race or even 
if NASCAR were to run Iowa and run that as a dirt race. I think that could be interesting. Um, but Bristol, Bristol, I want to see, but at the same time, I like Bristol the way it is. Uh, so you never know. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, another rumor that is hopefully we'll we'll have an answer whether it is true today. There's a press conference later, and that is announcing Ross Chastain, driver of the number ten Agrigen car in the or Nutrigen car in the Xfinity series for college racing, will be moving up full time to Cup uh, with. Chip Ganassi Racing. Uh, he's been under the Ganassi Racing banner now for a couple of years. Uh, he's run some Xfinity races. Um, has a deal with Colleg and has has run some races in the Cup Series uh, through Spire Motorsports, uh, which has kind of when Ross has run those, they've been under the Spire banner, but they've been pretty much Ganassi cars. Uh, so this could be this could be big and could set up all the other dominoes uh, to move, whether it's, you know, Hamlin, our Hamlin's team signing Bubba Wallace once that's all done, or possibly Bubba Wallace to Hendrick Motorsports. You know, and once this, this sets it, you'll see, you'll see all the pieces start falling into place next couple of weeks so um, we'll have all that uh, we just got done with the 24 hours of Le Mans um, I have not yet watched it but it appears to be another Acura sleeper um, which is unfortunate because in 2020 the year of the COVID uh, we you know you didn't see any of the factory Porsche teams or uh, the Corvettes competing in their series as um, they have not been able to really get 100% set for this race. So, um, you have all that. Then, um, IndyCar, we're getting ready for the, the Harvest Grand Prix at uh, the road course at Indianapolis. Which is set to have, I believe they said, 50,000 fans in attendance. Uh, which, which is a big number, um, especially where the Indy 500 was left without um, any fans in attendance due to the COVID. So that, that's, a, that's a major plus. Um, And it's going to be really cool because we're going to we're going to see one of the final road courses of the season. Uh, IndyCar is set to wind down soon, and we're going to see the debut of Scott McLaughlin, um, former or uh, current and reigning V8 Supercar Series champion and driver uh, make his IndyCar debut. He made his virtual debut um, some months back uh, when iRacing was racing before we actually had cars back on track. So we'll have that and that'll be really good to see, to see how he handles the transition 
to an open wheel car. Um, and this will also be the debut of Sebastian Bourdais in the famed number 14 for AJ Foyt Racing and hopes of his uh, 2021 full-time campaign for the famous Hall of Fame Texans motorsports team. So we got some racing coming up. I'm hoping to knock out a Patreon very soon. And we and as soon as we have everything the ground laid, we're gonna have a special announcement on a crossover episode. May not be the crossover episode you guys were expecting uh, with this show and another show, but this one's in the works, and this one I'm hoping will really, really benefit both shows. I think it may benefit mine more than the other show, um, but. Uh, I, I don't want to speak too much on it because we got to get it set uh, between myself and the two hosts. And this was an idea that was brought to me the other night, and I'm all for it. And so we'll have all that. We'll have uh, more stuff next week, as there isn't really a whole lot to go into because silly season's kind of stagnant. Is up in the air until we get this announcement, and then we'll see pieces fall into place. Um, we already talked about Bristol um, and whatnot. So I'm sure there'll be some big rumors coming out between the time this episode posts and when we record. So I'm hoping that we'll actually have like a lot more stuff to go over because there really isn't squat uh, right now. So, oh, I got to take that pop quiz nose out of the oven. All right, so I asked earlier what former Hall of Fame NFL player uh, tried his hand at SCCA Racing um, and was and became a former IndyCar owner. And that man is none other than former all-time NFL running back who held the record for the most rushing yards until Emmett Smith broke it and the, Emmett Smith broke it yes um, and that man is the late great Walter Payton yes sweetness did run in the SCCA series in the 80s and would uh, join a partnership with Dale Coyne uh, with Peyton Coin Racing in the mid-90s um, before his passing. Um, and I, and I, was a, I was a fan of that team. It was, a, it was a smaller team, certainly not on the budget of the um, Penske's or the Ganassi's or any of the other operations of that time period. But they, they, they were a, a decent team for that period in time, especially in that 90s period where they where IndyCar was kind of in a state of flux uh, prior to the split and during the split, so uh, that is that. Anyway, until next time, I'm Matt Hardman. Keep tuning in to CKCC Radio and Patreon at CKCC Radio at Patreon, uh, where you can find new episodes of all the other CKCC radio shows, and on Patreon, where you could find more bonus content just for you patrons. Um, 
and keep an eye out on the CKCC radio and the race nerd podcast um, pages on Facebook. You can check them out and um, possibly find a uh, find out when we are doing something special as we are set to do something great um, very soon. So until then, I'm Matt Hardman and I will see you at the track.